When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite Lorecast on the Citadel. Welcome to the Mass Effect Lorecast, the podcast where we explore the vast lore behind the Mass Effect games. Welcome back to the Mass Effect Lorecast. Uh, Sam disappeared, but now he's back. Uh, he's not on Sorry, camera I right my now. Phone. There he goes. <laughs> I was like, Sam just disappeared. We're starting the show. He got scared because the uh, N Seven Day trailer was just too exciting, and he couldn't bear to be in front of a camera talking about it on this episode, which is exactly what we're doing today. I'm Tom. This is Sam. What? What's up, Sam? How's it going? It's going well. Oh my God. Um, we have a lot to discuss. So buckle up everyone because this, you know, uh, we got more than a poster for this in seven day, what it means, what it doesn't mean, what we don't know if it means. We're all going to get into all that. We're going to wade right into the muck. Buckle up space cowboys. Buckle up because we're muck waiting. We're muck waiting. And if you hear hacking and stuff in the background, my dog is just making all sorts of fun Foley work. So just pretend that we're out on the space range with some space doges riding around. But this has nothing to do other than the, you know what, in the video, the uh, outfit, the N7 outfit. It's got a really cool trench coat. It's a little kind of Western. It's a little Western, a little 70s yeah. at the same time. Exactly. Yes. So, all right. So where do we start? What are we talking about here? There's okay, a trailer so, that dropped. We're going to go through it. Right. Yeah. Let's let's talk about the, the teaser. I, w- I don't want to call it a tra- trailer because it's not a trailer. Let, let's let's start with a teaser video that was released in snippets on in seven day. Um, first of all, it starts with someone walking down a hallway, so we know that Here. walking is still a thing. I'm going to play it so that anybody listening on audio who hasn't seen this yet will be absolutely spoiled by all the dialogue that occurs. Check this out. It's coming, I promise. They really need to shut up. I mean, there's just too much to Oh, wait. No, there's no dialogue. I got that wrong. And this plays very well for audio platforms, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> right. So what what no. you get is Foley work of feet on floor. Uh, the music swells. A character turns. The character is in an N7 outfit with a helmet, so you can't see their face. They pull out a pistol. They turn back and proceed walking to toward some... I don't know what that is in the background. It looks like maybe there's ships or something back there. There's some sort of like opening in the platform it's a and there's a space of some station kind. or an opening like a garage opening in a planet. We don't know. It's kind of yellow, sure. green tinted. That's what yes. you see. So, what else can we tell about this? 
So first of all, the, the video was 34 seconds that they released in total, but 21 seconds of that is actual content. <laughs> right. um, the rest is disclaimers, title tags, you name it. Um, yes, you're right. We see feet. We know people have feet. Um, <laughs> We know that Liara's jacket style is still in vogue uh, because it does. At least the bottom half looks a little bit similar to Liara's jacket. Yeah, I was I was getting Liara vibes because uh, it appears, at least to my eyes, and lots of people will debate this. It appears like a more female shaped person, but they're very covered up in this jacket and the helmet. So it's hard to tell for sure. But that jacket feels very Liara. And I'll debate you on that because I believe that this person is purposefully meant to look androgynous. Yeah, I think so that it, it could go either way. It, I think it could be a male, could be a female, could be like, you know, neither. <laughs> it could yeah. be like, yeah. it could be a geth. I don't, I don't know. But the point is their identity isn't revealed, but we do know that they're wearing in seven gear, right? That much is clear. They're wearing an in seven jacket, the cool ass black and red uh, color theme. I love it. I love the style of this jacket. It's the red collar and the fact that the collar has been popped and it's accentuated and it looks velvety inside. I actually kind of think this would be comfortable. Um, it looks cool, right? It looks really yeah. cool and it looks decidedly less soldier than the previous in seven outfits. Um, yeah, or maybe even more Navy-like, like maritime. Honestly, if it's going to be Navy, I would guess it's like someone in the NCIS. This looks like it's a clandestine outfit, like it's mm -hmm. meant to be more stealthy. Yeah, stealthy or, yeah, you could, yeah, any of those would make sense. Yeah. Uh, and it says N7 very clearly on the lapel. Like, Yeah, that's not up for debate. That's definitely right an N7 jacket. Uh, Obviously, the implication there is that whoever's wearing it is an in seven, although we haven't gotten that confirmed. And then you mentioned the music swelling. I want to mention I want to touch on this because I was curious uh, since we have heard from our music experts way back in the music of Mass Effect. They've always made me think about the light motifs that are used in the Mass Effect music tracks. Right. right? Just like in so, movies, how certain characters and certain types of certain parts of the music coincide with the character. Right. And sometimes you can glean clues from that. Right. So I was listening very closely and it also just piqued my interest because I'm like, man, that sounds really familiar. And now I'm bothered by it. So I pulled up Spotify. I pulled up the Mars or, or the Mass Effect 3 soundtrack. And then I went right to the Mars soundtrack. Sorry. Sorry. I was trying to skip through the video to take a look at certain parts and accidentally hit play. So <laughs> I went right to the Mars soundtrack because something about it reminded me about Mars. So I went to the Mars soundtrack and sure enough, a large part of that song is very similar to the Mars track in Mass Effect 3. Hmm. It's got some Andromeda vibes too at the beginning. Um, and I have also seen analysis that, you know, the music also includes progression of notes from the Eden Prime track and some others. But again, I, you know, I've mentioned this before, how I mulled over that video that was released way back in 2020. And, and I'm starting to think that they're pulling notes that we all recognize as being iconic to the series. And maybe it's not necessarily indicative of what the story will be. Yeah. So, that, yeah, that's the other thing is that like we've done this. How many years have we been doing this show now? And we've gotten these teasers every N7 day. This is the third one. Right. Feels like years. It feels like since years I ago. Just sat down <laughs> to do this lore cast. Right. Yeah. And no, it, it's been how many in seven days have we covered? Right. And, yeah. um, and it seems yeah, like they keep doing the same thing where they're just like, hey, remember this? 
And the right. more they do that, the more it doesn't feel like this is a glimpse of the future. It feels more like we're still doing Mass Effect, guys. Mass Effect is happening. And don't you remember these things? Yes. Um, and then again, you know, it also sounds like Arlock Company. I, I saw uh, Kala Elizabeth had posted that on Twitter recently, um, saying it sounded like the, the Arlock Company track. And yeah, I agree. It, it does kind of sound like that. Um, so maybe, you know, if something is to be gleaned of this narrative wise, then maybe Grunt is alive. Um, Krogan don't really die of old age, and he's supposed to be the perfect one, right? So that would make sense that no matter when this is placed, maybe Grunt's alive. Um, but that's also really looking into it. And what we know with certainty is that this song that's playing pulls notes from and light motifs from multiple different tracks in the Mass Effect series. That's what we know. That's it. That's it. So that's kind of not exciting. It's kind of also cool ass yeah. Daft Punk helmet. <laughs> also that. <laughs> yeah, the helmet looks cool. Obviously, the design is is cool. Um, it's it's visually an interesting thing to look at. And it does fit in the the motifs that we are familiar with when it comes to Mass Effect. So there's all of that. What do you think about yeah, the uh, outside the at the end? Hmm. You know, I joked about it on Twitter, but I'm going to reiterate it. Yellow is mysterious. Um, that's, that's what I think it means. Um, no, because it's just like this hazy background with clouds kind of, or like dust or something swarming by, um, I don't want to look too much into it because again, I, d I don't know how much indicative, how indicative it is of the story, but I, I do know that it looks like an alien planet, right? Doesn't look like earth. Um, that's not a surprise for mass effect. Sure. Um, and Again, I also think it's pretty telling that this helmet that this character is wearing is it 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 conceals the identity completely. Like you can't tell. Yeah, there could be an Asari under that helmet. There yeah. could be a Geth under that helmet. Right. There could be a human under that helmet. I could go on and on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So okay. So where do we go from here? <laughs> Right. So they also, uh, they being Bioware, also released a note to the community on the EA page. Um, and so this note is pretty um, lengthy. So, you know, we don't have to read all of it, but uh, I can start. Um, and how about we go paragraph by paragraph here? Um, it says, hey, everyone, every November 7th, We'll all, we've all come together, developers, superfans, regular fans, kind of fans, to celebrate and speculate about the games, stories, and community that make Mass Effect so special. It's a testament to the long-lasting appeal of this universe and the characters who call it home. Investors just got rock hard. Uh, <laughs> 11 years of In 7 Days and 16 years of Mass Effect later, the franchise continues to inspire our development team and with each day gives us the opportunity to create more adventures for you to have. Whether it's one of the many who have been here since the original game's launch, well, not so many any, anymore, but, um, or those recently joining us at Bioware, we're all incredibly lucky to be envisioning this future. Envisioning this future. 
Yes. And it goes on. It says that process is equal parts rewarding and challenging. We've we've asked ourselves many of the same questions you've asked us over the years. What happened to everyone you know and love in the games? Who really died? Who had kids with whom? Who? What does a baby Volus sound like? What about all the galaxies? The endings? What the heck is going on with our sorry scientist turned shadow broker? What about... Sh Never mind. You get the idea. And of course, to those questions, there are answers, but you'll have to wait to hear them. And anything we do say won't be easy to find, just like you've come to expect from our hashtag in seven day teases. But for real, thank you. Thank you for everything and allowing us to do what we do. We approach we approach the future of this universe with gratitude and deep respect, respect for you, the community, respect for the love and dedication you've given to us, respect for the history and the stories you've created and the characters you've fallen in love with and respect for the future and the opportunity to do something big, something amazing for you. Until next time, happy in seven days, signed Mike Gamble. Um, so they, they hint was, at Shepard with the, what about, S, and then S yes. dash, right? That's hinted yep, at Shepard. Again. The only other character they mention is Liara. Teasy fucking language. Um, but <laughs> yeah, this was a lot of words that basically boil down to, you remember Mass Effect? Remember all those debates you <laughs> right. had online? Remember, yeah. Remember how awesome. you love that, that series of games we made like a decade ago? Yeah. yeah. You remember all that? That was awesome. Well, we're working on the next one. Yeah, here's to the future. There's this is 100% non-committal. This is 100% not like, hey, we're at this stage in development. We're looking to have more news in the next year. Like none of that. There Just, are absolutely zero details, zero concrete details about anything in the narrative for the next Mass Effect that we can glean from this. Yeah, zero. Uh, other than just like, hey, remember this stuff? Yeah, we do too. Anyway, we're working on more. Yep. And they even acknowledge that they've been teasy about it. And I, I sometimes wonder if there's a struggle going on between the marketing team at EA and the development team of Bioware. Like maybe the development team does want to share more details, but EA is like, well, we're not ready to really reveal those yet. Or maybe it's reverse. Maybe the marketing team at EA is pressing them and saying, hey, guys, it's in seven day. We got to put something out there. Yeah, where are you at? That's what it feels like to me. It feels like it feels like a studio that has been. I mean, we know that they've gone through layoffs. We know that they have uh, Dreadwolf. They're working on that. Um, it, it feels to me like a studio that has been now years without a major hit that is struggling to figure out what they're actually doing. And they're still trying to make sure that the fan base that did exist is still going to be there at the time that they actually get around to launching any of these games. It's yeah. Yeah. It feels like buying time. You're right. right. Um, it, it, yeah. It just feels like they're, you know, Hey, we're still here. Don't forget us. You know, and they, they don't necessarily want to tell us something that's false, right? They don't want to tell us something about the story and then have to walk it back later because the development process just happens like that. Ideas go out and then you're like, Oh, well maybe that's not the best idea to explore. And, and maybe they just don't want to do that. Right. And I understand that. So they don't want to tell us a lie. So they don't tell us much at all. Right. But th that that hints at the idea that the story is still being written, not that the story's written and they're just now at the phase where they're building out the levels and they're working on the progression system for the weapons and the leveling and the armor and the enemies that you're fighting and things like that. Because one of the first things that you do is you design the story and then you build the game around the story you designed. 
Yeah. And, and you know, I, I want to comment on the, the status of the de- development a little bit later, but we do have to talk about the poster that was also released. Okay. So, and yeah, this is a poster of that character who is in the teaser. Um, it's the in seven jacket wearing character. Um, and so it, Again, it has this Western style kind of 70s collar vibe with the jacket. Um, and there's it looks like a little flourish there at the bottom of the jacket. And it turns into this image of like there's an image within an image there at the bottom. And it, it looks like a bar that would be on the Citadel or maybe a different space station somewhere. It looks heavily sci-fi, right? And it's it's very reminiscent of a lot of the clubs that we went to throughout the different Mass Effect games. But there's a number of different interesting details that are included in the artwork there. Again, in seven is prominently displayed here. Um, there's a geth in clothing. And it's 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 you really have to like look uh, into the artwork there to to zoom in and enhance enhance. Yeah, enhance. I'm trying I'm trying to zoom in here and make it as big well, as I can on the screen. It's that's hard. What it's, he said? Yeah, it's hard. To, it's hard to see. <laughs> uh, is it at the bottom right of like? Here I can actually. Uh, so if it's at the, why don't I share with you the picture where I found it, and I'm just going to send it to you. Okay. We can do it. We'll do it live. We're doing it live. We're doing so, it live. We're, we're doing it live. Here you go. Um, so, oh, I see. Okay, so the one image. on the website, yeah, the one on the website is like cut, cut down. Yes. Yes. Um, so, okay. So there's this image of the character, right? And they inside their jacket, it's a portal viewing this you know, stellar club somewhere. And we can see a human sitting with an Asari in one of the booths. We can see another guy with long, cool ass hair, uh, walking in with a woman, uh, who has a bun. I also uh, have cool you... ass hair. <laughs> I don't want to know about your, Oh wait, I probably shouldn't say that publicly. <laughs> um, there's in the geth and clothing that I'm talking about is if you zoom in and it's almost dead center in the image, um, if you zoom in, it looks like a Geth wearing robes standing next to an Angara right at the bar. Um, and so it's it's a pretty cool image. Again, I am not sure what to make of this narratively. Uh, but what I do know is it is yet another instance in which we are seeing symbols of the Milky Way galaxy alongside symbols of the Andromeda galaxy, which would link the original trilogy with the uh with andromeda and i i want to put this out there again because i know people are going to listen and say well in seven said that they're going to do both they're going to link both galaxies i don't know i i just don't (laughs) know what they're going to do this would imply that they're toying with the idea of both but again i don't know how much has actually been written at this point yeah yeah and it also looks very much like um like mock-up artwork, like the the early stuff that you do when working on a game in order to design. They're like, oh, we've got this cool bar at this cool, you know, space station or whatever. Let's do a mock-up of it. Okay, that's cool. Which you remember when concept art was released after a game was released? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, right. Uh, but what that means is, and and you can prove this with any concept art you look at, the concept art and then what ends up in the game are not ever a hundred percent the same. It's concept art, so. 
the concept concept artist might only know details about that location, but they also know things from Mass Effect. So they might include a geth in the in the image because they know what a geth is, not necessarily because the story is going to include geth at this location. And that's what the future holds. So you got to take it worth a location at what time. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to take it with a grain of salt. It's you know, that's how concept art works is there's a main focus, but then all the other details are just added in because it's just giving you a feel for what it might look like. This is also the second poster in a, you know, in, in seven days recently where Geth have been prominent. You know, there was that poster of the crashed ship or whatever had crashed and it looked like a Geth. There was also Geth bodies laying around. You know, I think it's safe to say that maybe the Geth are going to play a major role in the next Mass Effect just because of the pattern that we've seen with Geth having been featured. But that also brings me back around. Yeah. I think we should take all these things with a grain of salt, like you said, because I believe that they are more meant to signal, yeah, we're working on it, and little more than that. Maybe they have a kernel of an idea where the story is going to go, but I just don't think that they've actually had much, they actually have much writing being done right now, if at all, on the game. Yeah, that's kind of heartbreaking, and it's... uh... Um, well, we'll get into more details about why this might be the case in the second half of the show, because there's definitely more stuff that has come to light over the last few days. Um, but that, I mean, we've been waiting, we've been waiting years. We've been getting years of these teasers at this point. And they're like, Hey, there's a thing coming. And we're like, cool. But what if, what if there just isn't that much progress yet? Yeah. It's kind of how it feels. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go thank our patrons. We got to take the mid break and we'll be back with some more information about some other things that have come to light recently. So don't go anywhere. All right. So everybody knows how VPN services and ExpressVPN can protect your privacy and security online, right? But did you know that there are some secret hidden benefits to using ExpressVPN, like unlocking movies and shows that are only available in other countries? So if you're like me, you probably enjoy watching shows on Netflix, for example. Well, with ExpressVPN, you can unlock the UK version of The Office or Parasite from South Korean Netflix. Over a hundred different countries. All you have to do is change your location and refresh Netflix or whatever, Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. In fact, when I set it up for myself, I was surprised at how easy it was. It just installs and then loads up and works. And it works on more than just PCs, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and so much more. So if you want to access hundreds of new shows, use my link right now, expressvpn.com slash Mass Effect, and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash Mass Effect, expressvpn.com slash Mass Effect to learn more. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Message coming in. Patching it through. I am sovereign, and this lorecast is mine. I like the sound of that. All right, here we are in the middle of the show. This is where we get to thank our patrons, including our newest patrons, Connor C. and, get this one, Saxy Boomba. It's a good name. Saxy Boomba. Saxy, okay. like a saxophone, not like a, not with an E. Uh, welcome to the Patreon. Thank you for joining us. I hope you're enjoying the ad-free episodes. And all to all 64 of our current patrons, thank you so much for your support. And we have to shout out our, te- our Shepherd tier patrons, Kolkishins, Edboy, Kirasi, Lieutenant Tosino, and William. Thank you for your support. If you are interested in checking out the stuff that we've got, the t-shirts, the stickers, ad-free episodes, joining us on patron chats every month, then head over to patreon.com slash Mass Effect Lorecast and go check everything out. And Sam, we got a new review that came in this uh, last week, Ooh. actually, like five days ago. Uh, this is from FN Jomo in the United States, who writes, best Mass Effect content out there. Just picked up the Legendary Edition on sale and have been listening to brush up on my Mass Effect lore. And these guys do a great job. Short and sweet. Super nice. Thank you so much. Short, sweet, to the point. Yeah. Awesome. If you would like to help us out, then if you leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it out on a future episode of the show. It's a great way to get your words on the show. Also, you can rate it on Spotify. You can share it with your friends, any of the other stuff that, you know, you would do because we can't do this without you. So thank you so much for your support. All right. It's time to move on with some more information that has come out. So here we go. Spit it out. Or are you trying to build suspense? You're so dense, sir. Obviously, I do not know as much about human relationships as I thought. All right. So there's still information that we're unclear. In fact, there's a lot of information that we're still unclear of. But I think there's probably the biggest question, right? Right. Let's just address the elephant in the room. The release date, we don't know. I mean, there's just straight up no indication in that teaser or anything that BioWare has put out about when the release date is going to be. We don't know. Endless speculation about it, though. I mean, mean, you look at the Internet. When is Mass Effect 5? Or four, whatever the fuck you want to call it. <laughs> right, get, whatever. It's I get so I get yeah. so upset with people fighting about that. It doesn't matter. Yeah. When is the next? We have Mass gotten Effect? dozens of comments when I title a video or a, an episode Mass Effect Four, and people are like, "Wouldn't it be five because of Andromeda?" And I'm like, "Well, some series have a mainline series, and then they have the other games that have like a different name. So like Fallout, for example, Fallout Three, and then Fallout New Vegas, and then Fallout Four. Like maybe they number it like that or maybe they number it five. We don't know. We don't even know. Right. So we, j- we just don't know. Yeah, we, <laughs> we straight up don't know. <laughs> I would love to know when the release date is going to be. Don't get me wrong. I would love to because then I can play in my finances around it and then I can plan to buy the collector's edition with all the bells and whistles. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, by now, I also want to address this elephant in the room. By now, most of us have seen the comments from Jeff Grubb saying that the game won't come out until maybe 2029. I don't know where he got that specific number. 
But it was, it was I a calculation. Tell, I, I watched the video. It was a calculation for when they announced Dreadwolf and then the actual date that they're expecting it to come out is the same amount of time between then and like this year or next year. Then it would be from assuming that they haven't even started yet really on Mass Effect, the next Mass Effect from today's date until 2029. So th that's the math he's doing. He's going, they announced this other game. It takes them this many years to actually put a game out. If they haven't started on Mass Effect, then that means we're this many years away from when it's actually going to launch. Sure. I can, I guess I can see that, but that doesn't account for extraneous circumstances. Like, you know, what if EA puts more resources into it or right. what if they've you know, split what, the team and, and they have one team's doing early development stuff. The other team's finishing up the other game. Sure. The same delays that impacted Dreadwolf with the, with the pandemic may not impact Mass Effect the same way. Yeah. There, there's a lot of other circumstances that may not go into that. So I don't think that that's the gospel. Um, but I also can tell you that I've heard from sources who worked on the series that mass development is likely not going to start until Dragon Age Dreadwolf releases. Because my understanding is the small core team that the company said was working on Mass Effect is either a couple people or none at all. Um, and, and most have been pulled to work on Dragon Age. Right. And this comes from a, a actual an anonymous source that you have spoken to yourself. This isn't information on some no, forum this isn't post hearsay. or hearsay. This is you talk to somebody and we just cannot reveal who that is. And right. Like Jeff, I'm not going to reveal my sources for obvious reasons. Um, so if people don't want to trust me, you know, that's all right. Um, I understand it's tough to rely on an unnamed source, but two things on that front. Number one, it would benefit us type this up right it would benefit us on the the lore cast to to make these wild claims oh my god we would be we would be ecstatic to say oh we talked to somebody and they said it's going to come out in the next two years like that'd be right. amazing right well and it would it would benefit us to to hype this up in in terms of mass effect could be coming out next year you know because then we could we could spin that in as much as you should watch our videos until then. Oh, it didn't come out next year. Well, what about next year? You know, we right. could get more views. We would get a lot more interactions if we purposefully led people into this hype filled euphoria of like endless speculation. But I've learned details contrary to that right, uh, uh, right. to my and, own and, excitement. And, and you and I try to be ethical in the way that we handle things and we're not just doing content like some content creators do to just drive traffic and make money by saying anything that we want where you know you are a journalist there is a code of ethics in that even though some people don't believe that anymore but many journalists still follow the code of ethics of take the information present the facts verify the information all of that right and right and we're I not handling this any differently I don't want to lead people down a road that I'm hearing the opposite and I'm, you know, I'm hearing the opposite evidence of which that would, that road would indicate. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to lead people down a road that, oh, we could hype it up and say that, you know, Mass Effect is right around the corner and look at all these details that indicate that they're really hard at work, but they just don't want to tell us yet because I'm hearing the opposite and I'm not hearing anything to that to that positive that, that 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 development has seriously taken place and that was number one of my two points but number two i have been deadly honest with our community throughout 137 episodes now you know um remember when the bioware store wrote in a product description something that made it sound like shepherd was alive yeah i right. was yeah, yeah. i was i mean we were both pretty vocal yeah. with an unpopular opinion that 
look, guys, don't get too hyped up. Don't get too riled up. I'm we're pretty sure that this was uh, this wasn't done by Bioware, that this was likely the product of some copywriter for the store's marketing team. Um, well, I did that because I do care about our fan base um, to the point where I don't want us to get overhyped on details that might not be true. And I've been a journalist. I've I've been I've written for other you know business publications before. I know how those things go, you know. Um, and so I don't want I don't want to mislead our fan base into thinking things that might not necessarily be true because then we're going to see disappointment, the likes of which would make cyberpunk fans blush. Right, right. And I personally just believe in staying with the truth. <laughs> like if you know something, then stay with the truth. It's fun to speculate. But be very clear about what you do and don't know and be honest about it because it's it's better to be disappointed now and then have actual real expectations for an actual launch date than it is to just keep getting our hopes up and then getting knocked down over and over again. That's how you burn up a community. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Agreed. And I think, you know, I'm tired, number one. Uh, and I think some other people in the community are getting tired of of keep, you know, the last Mass Effect game came out six years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's and the original trilogy, the Mass Effect 3 came out 11 years ago. And uh, so we're, we're, you know, we love the game and we have no problem even now debating <laughs> some of the age old questions that are from the series. Um, but we we are being dangled the carrot in front of and said, you know, look, the new one's coming. We yeah. don't know when. Yeah. And that kind of takes me to my next point. Here's something that's still unclear. We don't know the identity of the protagonist and the antagonist. We can make some inferences, right? Because it's an N7 jacket. Looks like it's a humanoid figure. Um, but we don't know. And we, we, <laughs> we have no idea, you know, who the antagonist might be. We, Heck, we, talked we about don't even know year. that the person in the video is the antagonist. Or the protagonist. We don't know. They might just be somebody else. Sure, yeah. What if an N7 is the bad guy? Right. Or what if there's an N7 that's part of your squad and the character you're playing isn't an N7, but you have an N7 on your team? Like, it could be any... Like, you could mix up those elements as much as you want. There's no confirmation that, that we are looking at a protagonist in that image. Yeah. And I did. I saw it mentioned online that developers and the official accounts have been referring to players and fans as agents. I found that pretty interesting. Um, so maybe that sheds light on what role this future player character will have, because they're referring to us as agents, right? Not soldiers, specters, Marines, yada, yada, yada. Um, that's pretty interesting, I think. Maybe it's a reference to how they've given us some obligations as like, maybe this is breaking the fourth wall. They've literally given the player base obligations to overanalyze purposefully cryptic messages, which just so happen to buy the team more time to work. Yeah. You know, the best way to convey a cryptic message is to not actually have anything cryptic in it at all. So it's like looking at clouds and being like, well, that one looks like a face. That's a mashed potato. And it's like there's there's just nothing there. You're just seeing things. Sure. <laughs> I, I don't think that they would go that far. I think that they actually have hidden some symbols in there to implicate, you know, some idea of the narrative of the game. But that's also a funny point, because how many of us have seen those posts on social media that say, you know, you'll be astounded when you see it? 
Yeah. And then there's and nothing there's really nothing to there. see. <laughs> right. There's nothing there. But people just make crap up because we want to believe there's something to see there. It's. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I've worked in marketing. I wouldn't put certain things past marketing. <laughs> Maybe do. no. And I wouldn't be deadly honest. Marketing is the dark side of journalism. Yeah. Oh, they're yeah. both communication, but marketing and advertising, they're like, like journalists. If journalists are Jedi, then they are the Sith. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. So what because else? Because it's all for a purpose, right? So yeah, yeah. It's all, it's all to sell things, it's all to make money rather than to convey facts. Um, but okay, so what else don't we know? Okay, so when exactly the game takes place? Right. We have had hints, right? We have had hints here and there, but again, I don't know if they are hints. All of those signs that I'm talking about are, of course, the dueling, uh, drip fed narrative things that say, like, you know, what, that would point to things in Andromeda and also the Milky Way. Yeah. So maybe yeah. they're going to take the game in a direction where they link those to, you know, Andromeda with the original trilogy. Maybe they won't. We don't. We just straight up. We don't know when the game is going to take place. So, OK, we don't know when. We don't know who. We've got some other question words. Uh, what about where? Do we know anything about where? We don't know that either. <laughs> we don't know if this game is going to be in the Andromeda galaxy. We don't know if this game is going to be in the Milky Way galaxy. My personal opinion is that given the pattern of things that we've seen, I think it's more likely and the that Geth, it's in the Milky Way. The Geth the showing Milky Way. up feels very Milky Way. If I mean, it's they've been in a few different, like we noted earlier, a few different of the teasers. So... And there's a number of other things that would make me think that it, it's probably going to be in the Milky Way, especially with the prominence that Liara is there. You know, what's the likelihood that Liara somehow ends up in the in Andromeda galaxy when that would take a 600 year trip? Um, right. Unless there's know, new there's technology some... or they open up these new Mass Effect relays that can go galaxy to galaxy or it's a new discovery. I mean, you could always write it in. But, yeah, it seems less likely for sure. And that's a great point. That's the other X factor here. This is fiction. Right. right. They can do whatever the hell they want. Right. They can magic up, magic up some new reason why, the, you know, the galaxy works differently or some other ancient mystery that has been uncovered with technology that was from, you know, a billion years ago that does amazing things. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we don't know where the game takes place. You know, I have my guesses. There are patterns that we've seen. Uh, we don't know where. You know, if if people want me to take guesses, I'm always available on the on the discord. Uh, but in terms of this, this medium and this platform, we've always tried to maintain a kind of, um, uh, you know, established lore perspective. Yeah. And there's nothing yeah. established right now. Yeah. Which uh, counter to some of the reviews we've gotten about, like, do they even actually pull anything from the codex? Which is like, what? <laughs> But we got contrary re reviews, <laughs> right. too, that say I do nothing but read from the codex. So. Yeah. So it's both. So somehow that's both. Anyway. Uh, OK. Is there anything else we don't know? Do you know? Do you know that we don't okay, know? So, so you touched <laughs> on it a little bit earlier, right? We have been told that there are, quote, signs to look for. Um, but few people, if any, have had any of their analyses confirmed. So I want our audience to be informed i want our audience to be aware 
and I know that our audience loves Mass Effect as much as I do. So you're probably watching all of those YouTube videos and and everything that you get your hands on about you know Mass Effect. If anyone pretends to have concrete answers to these, they are lying to you. Yeah, they're just they are lying, up, right? Or they're or they're overemphasizing the validity of their of the thing that they're trying to piece together. Yes. Absolutely. I guess that goes into the definition of, you know, what is lying is lying is misleading lying is omission sure. of fact lying. Sure. sure. Um, and and everybody knows that you have to in order to get a video to work on YouTube, you have to have a clickbait title. Right. Is that a lie or is that just overemphasizing something in a way that like this is the most amazing thing you'll hear about Mass Effect today? And it's like, yeah, highly no, that's, editorialized. Yeah. Well, and I mean, that's a really cool thing, but it's not the most amazing thing. But that's now subjective. So is it a lie? Right. Right. Um, so that brings me to my next point. On the note of speculation, I, I'm, I brought it up. I'm tired, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm really yeah. tired. I'm tired of the whole cryptic act. You know, to me, it seems like it's been year after year of this. Like, why don't you do the work, players, and sift through these intentionally vague videos and teasers and posters. And if you really want to know the story, if you're a true Mass Effect fan, that's what you'll do. You'll figure it out. Yeah. We believe in you. Like, mm. wow. Okay. So uh, either they know and they're being purposefully coy or they don't know and they're being misleading. Those are the two possibilities, right? Um, to me, it seems to be a little more than a marketing ploy to keep people talking about Mass Effect for another 365 days until we can get yet another cryptic video that shows universally recognizable symbols, but indicates little development has been done and in the process keeps people talking for another 365 days. Yeah, which is going to happen. Like, let's predict it now. We're going to get at least a few more years of those before we see anything concrete. Unless there is like an about face with the marketing department that that they're like, you know what? Maybe that was a mistake this year because there has been negative reception. I mean, we can hope we can we can hope that this gets kicked into high gear. They've got actual story stuff confirmed for the game development and then they can start hinting at like actual things that are going to happen. That would be amazing. Okay, so so on that note, what do we want to see? Well, well, before we get there, I did want to address something real quick because because Kala Elizabeth brings up a good point here in chat and says they need to I think they need to confirm something at that point. And that's something that that idea is something that I that I saw brought directly to Mike Gamble, who is leading this project on Mass Effect. And this person says to Mike Gamble on Twitter, Mike. I'm sorry, but I don't think being coy and secretive after making people wait so long with no details is the right call. You need to start winning people back, and today's, quote, trailer was just more nothing. This isn't cute like it was back in the mid-2000s. Okay, so maybe this person's being a little bit uh, a little bit more frustrated than we are. But Mike Gamble, and this is the key thing, Mike Gamble replies, and he says, fair take, there are details in there, ones which may ones ones which give you more than you might think. You'll get all the answers you want should you want them eventually. 
Mike, my dude, <laughs> someone just told you that the problem was you were being too coy and secretive and you responded by being coy and secretive. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, okay. So I'm, I'm going to get off my soapbox. Um, I mean, it's, just, that is what we have, right? That's it. That's all we have. But okay, so that's, let's that's let's turn it around. Let's be a little hopeful. What do we want to see? Because because yes, I'm not going to hold it against them. Let, let's say we go another year. We get to another N7 day and things are different. And I can I can say, you know what? I, I didn't expect things to be different, but I was wrong. And I'm willing to admit that because this year, this is what we got. I love when I'm wrong um, because I learn more that way. But yeah. Uh, yeah. OK, so number one thing I want to see. And this is just my personal opinion. People don't have to agree or not. I want to see a new in seven human protagonist. So not Shepard. No. And I love Shepard. And I'm going to say that I love Shepard. I love Shepard's story. And it, I think it would be really cool if somehow we had like callbacks to our own decisions and choices in the yeah. original. Excuse yeah. me. I'm <laughs> drinking carbonated beverages over here. It's a good idea right to drink a lot mic. of carbonated beverages while you do a podcast. Burping right into the mic for some what? ASMR on yeah. this podcast. Yeah. That's a very specific kind of ASMR. <laughs> I don't wanna I don't I don't want to talk to the people who are riled up by that. But um <laughs> this okay, so I think that there are many ways that we can go about incorporating our previous decisions from the previous games without necessarily having Shepard as the protagonist. Yeah. Like yeah. Shepard's choices shaped the galaxy. Right. Obviously that's going to have multiple different layers of impacts, but I think in order to create a better future for the series, we need to have a new hero that we fall equally in love with because we've shaped this hero. And they need to be human specifically is what you're saying. And I think that they need to be human because humans have for so long in Mass Effect been the window through which we perceive other alien elements and other alien people in the galaxy. Yeah, the familiarity of being the human in the room with a bunch of aliens gives you some grounding. Yeah, I can get that. Right. Okay, right. so what's the next so, one? So, okay, so next one, I think in, in on that note, I think customizable background and psych profiles, or they don't need to be called that, but something like that, you know, these narrative uh, options for the beginning of your character's story that happened before you knew and played as your character. Right. I think that would help a lot. Yeah. And, um, and that feels part for the course. I mean, when you're starting Mass Effect 1, you've got a background and you choose it and that plays into other stuff in the game. So, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. It gives you the opportunity to have those those background specific, those psych profile specific quests later where you're like, oh, my God, the game is responding to who I want to be. Right. You know. Right. right. And that makes us feel special as players. And I think that that is why so many people fell in love with Mass Effect. Yeah. Yeah. OK. So I know you got some other things on this list. What What's the next one? I do. I think that that there should be a return to a multiplayer option. But not just survival modes. I think that maybe a PVP party game mode, like capture the flag or, or like, you know, like that kind of thing, maybe that would play well, maybe some custom games. But the other thing is, and I got to balance this with myself is I don't want too much time that the developers have to take away from the single player experience. Right. 
Yeah, if given the option of an amazing single player experience or an okay single ex play experience with a multiplayer tacked on, I'm going to go with the give me the amazing. Just put all the eggs in the single player if you have to. If you don't have to, right. then sure, add in multiplayer. Great, wonderful. Um, and and I'm sure they can come up with some other creative. It's been six years since the last Mass Effect, a decade since the trilogy. I'm sure they can come up with other ways of integrating Mass Effect into this or into multiplayer into a Mass Effect game they haven't done before based on games that have come out more recently and the kinds of modes that those games are you know, using or whatever. Um, we, what we don't need is Fortnite Mass Effect. So please don't do that. That would be no, no, we don't need Fortnite idea. Mass Effect. I, I think Fortnite when Mass Effect comes out, I think Fortnite will probably still be around and it will incorporate a Mass Effect character. We'll get, in we'll get a shepherd in Mass Effect, in, in Fortnite. Oh, my God. I'd rather have a Volus in Fortnite. To that be would honest. be that would be great. That'd be wonderful. Um. So, yeah. So I don't want too much time to be spent on it, but I do want. I, I, I would like there to be an option just so I can share my like love of Mass Effect with other people in the Mass Effect community and we can play together. But again, it's 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 a it's a balancing act because there is only so much time that the developing team has. It's a finite resource. We could want all these different things. Right. But there's only so much time they have. Right. So okay. I understand that. Mm -hmm. All right. Anything else on the list? Okay, this is something that I've seen on social media a lot, right? This is, I've seen this countless times, and I've been asked this countless times. Sam, in 7, do you want playable aliens? Do you want to be able to play as an alien in the next Mass Effect? And I'm going to pass, personally. I don't. And here's why. In order to make the writing for each race feel custom-tailored, that would require a ton of work. And like I just said, time is finite. A volume of work that, you know, that would require a volume of work that I don't think is is possible considering Bioware's lack of writing staff um, and the amount of other work that needs to be done, like quests and setting and world building and dialogue and you get it. Um, so I fear that the result would be that you could choose any race, but the dialogue and uh, from other characters in the world it would be indistinguishable from other races or you get like so a little hints of it here and there, but it doesn't really actually play into it at all. And yeah. it feels like a cheap gimmick. Yeah. Right. So the result would be this flat, meaningless interaction that doesn't make us feel unique at all. And like I said, that unique factor is what I believe made us fall in love with our shepherds and riders. Our original characters that we created were unique and the world responded to our differences the world in this game responded to our, to our differences and that's what set mass effect apart way back in 2007 from every other game that we weren't just ex like we weren't just being you know pulled by the hand and led through a, a single linear narrative in this single player game no the game was responding to us right right yeah and and bioware very much paved the way with games that do that very early on and to not have that work in the same way would be that would be a huge bummer. I mean, like the scope needs to make sense in a way that they can actually put out something in a reasonable number of years that does that in a way that people appreciate, like the original trilogy. Yeah. So. Well, that's that's really the main points that I want to see in the next Mass Effect. But I will tell you, 
even if those points aren't there, if they if they are there, but they're different, or if other points are there that I didn't mention, it doesn't preclude me from buying this game. I love the IP. And as much as I enjoy seeing some reviews, I'm not going to trust them like the gospel. So when the next Mass Effect comes out, I fully intend on buying it because I have loved this IP for so long and I'm going to make my own opinion on it. Um, and whether or not I see similar criticism, like, you know, Starfield, that's just come to mind because it came out recently. People complaining that Starfield's exploratory system was bad because it's just a small map on like an open world. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, right. right. I'm going to I'm going to play that game. I'm going to, you know, uh, weigh the what is it called? Uh, gestalt psychology of it. You know, the sum is greater than the whole. Yeah. And I'm going to see was the sum uh, greater than the whole for Mass Effect, and was it greater than any one of these one things that I said that I would want? Well, that's the other thing is that I I tend to be an optimist with these things as well, and even if they don't include everything on a on a list of things I would want, if they include things I didn't know I wanted that are equally as awesome, I'm not going to just throw that out. I'm going to go, oh, what's this cool new thing? Oh, maybe I like this even more than what I expected it to be, or whatever. Like I'm going to give it a chance, right? Like, and there's no reason not to, unless you just are holding on to that $60 and it's going to be the difference between paying your rent next month or playing the game, right? Like I, I get, I get it. Not everybody has an extra 60 bucks that they can just throw at a game and expect it to be bad. Sure. So maybe just wait a little bit longer and buy it on sale or, you know, watch a lot of people play in order to figure out if it's good for you or not. I'm and this opens up a whole nother topic of stuff, but yeah, for the most part, Put the time in, make a good game, test it out, make sure it works and it's cool in the ways that make sense for a Mass Effect game, and we're going to like it. And in my perspective, you know what? Bethesda did Starfield's marketing right. They teased little of it until they were ready. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that this is just my perspective, but I, I think that it would probably behoove uh, Bioware and Mass Effect to hold cards closer to the vest. Well, I mean, it and seems like they that's are not like for, they, they're not revealing much in the teasers. Isn't that what they're well, doing? But what, what, what I'm saying is they need to hold the cards closer to the vest. And as much as are you ready to talk about something or are you not? Yeah. Don't dance around it. Um, look at how Bethesda has teased the Elder Scrolls six. They put out that short video a long time ago, and I think that they saw all of the over analysis and 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 whatnot that came from the community and they they pulled back and they were like you know what right right we're gonna work on it that's fine yeah todd uh, howard i think has said that if he had his way he would not do long span marketing pushes for anything he would reveal the game when it's ready talk about it in depth in some sort of big event and then launch it three months later like to him, that's all the marketing you need to do if the game is good and and it and people are excited about it. So that's how Morrowind was. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, that's how Fallout 4, Fallout 4, same. like we knew a Fallout 4 was coming, but we really didn't know much about it until all of a sudden, boom, big Bethesda it's press conference out. in January. And they're like, it's launching in what was it? October or November. And they were like, there you go. Or press conference yeah. in June. And then. But anyway. But yeah, I mean, heck, that would be great. But. It's, don't you think that if they stop doing these teasers every year, people are going to be like, well, they didn't even tease anything this year because they've already set the standard of expectations around that. 
that doesn't preclude them from setting out a message that explains why they're not going to do a teaser. You know what I mean? There's yeah. always there's always communication uh, venues available. Right. Right. Um, right. And I just think that you know what you know what really the the source the source of the reason why I get so upset about this form of marketing is that I as part of the community in Mass Effect I'm seeing the effect that it has. And it is driving people apart. Like, I've seen so many arguments that have gotten so heated, even in my own Discord. About, about speculation. About, about things we don't know. <laughs> about Mass Effect, about things we don't know, about, you know, like, you know, was this right of Bioware to tease it this way? Was it not? And it comes down to a lack of clarity. You know, like if there was clarity, then we could have this shared objective reality. Right. It's one thing and to argue a point that is made. It's another thing to argue speculation about a point that wasn't made <laughs> at all. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it's and, but the thing is that that Bioware and EA's form of marketing for in seven day these past few years has driven the community apart. And they didn't need to do that because the community was already going to drive itself apart <laughs> with age old debates about which ending was better and why. And, and whatnot. So, so I feel like it's a dereliction of responsibility on the marketing department because guess what? They put out this teaser, right? They put out the cool ass in seven jacket um, uh, poster, right? You know, and it's this Western looking jacket. Yeah. And you know what? The next day they put that jacket or that poster on the poster, rather not the jacket. They put the poster on the Bioware store. Of, of course. Right. Right. For $45. Yeah, that's there you go. $45. You could buy almost an entire game, a brand new one for that much. Are they trying to fund their game? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> At this I, point, I wonder. Like, I know we got to wrap up the episode and I don't want to open a whole nother can, but a lot of this points to a studio that is uh, struggling. Maybe. Like the numbers do. I yeah. mean, the numbers do. Right. We're, we're just how many weeks ago was it that that we were talking about on the show that they had just laid off so many people. Right. 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 They were they had just laid off so many people and it was proportionally a large part of the studio. Meanwhile, Larian had put out Baldur's Gate three. It's still doing incredibly well. Um, in fact, I'm planning to buy it soon. Um, and they have like, according to their LinkedIn numbers, they have double the size as Bioware. Yeah. Yeah. And they started out as a tiny studio and, but I mean, Bioware had the same story, started out as a tiny studio, have a bunch of people who are inspired, who work real hard, put out awesome content, grow it. I mean, this is the story of game development is that these small studios start out with a staff that truly believes what they're doing, puts in a lot of extra time, makes something awesome. That studio becomes corporatized in some way. And now you end up with a bunch of staff who don't actually have any real like skin in the game dog in the race right yeah. there's no dog in the race they're just they know that they're just cogs in a machine at that point and i'm not saying any of them specifically drop the ball but you if you it's better to have 50 people who are absolutely on board have some skin in the game maybe even have a small percentage in the company's value or shares or something and they believe they're making something awesome than to have 200 people who are just showing up to work every day because one of those things is going to create a more inspired product. It may not look as big. It may not be as flashy. It may not have the most recent graphics, but it's going to be a more inspired product. Yeah, it seems like speaking of that. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to Mass Effect. Um, 
like I told you, I'm, I'm planning on buying it, you know, uh, I'm planning on giving it a try because they have produced so many great games so far. Uh, and I hope that our audience, if you've listened this far, I hope that our audience understands that, um, I have pushed the brakes on the speculation because I love the game and because I, I want to save us from possible disappointment because we had these ideas in our head that were born from vague symbols that don't actually pan out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed. Hopefully things aren't as dire as they might seem. And hopefully we get a game sooner than we would expect. And it's awesome. But I guess we're just going to wait and see. I hope so. We'll see. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, Sam, you got other stuff going on you want to share? I do. In fact, I voiced a part in an Avengers audio drama. Really? That is going to go up soon. Yes, yes. I I had no idea about this. I voiced Jarvis. Um, Nice. And so that is going to be going up soon. Um, Look up Avengers audio drama. Uh, and I'm sure that you'll find it uh, on Spotify. That's going to be going up very soon. Uh, proximity to when this is going to publish, I'm not sure. Um, and if you're if you're wanting to listen to it, you can just reach out to me directly. I'll send you a link. Um, so that one's that one was really fun. I'm also recording lines this weekend for part two of that audio drama where I'm again Jarvis. Nice. Um, so that'll be fun. And then I'm also you know on in eight day, so November eighth, <laughs> I streamed uh, my thoughts on in seven day, and I am planning to stream more this weekend. I mentioned I was going to play. Uh, I was going to buy Baldur's Gate. I'm planning to play that with you, and then I'm also planning to uh, stream that on my own stream. So nice. awesome. If people yeah. are interested in that they can follow me on twitch or twitter uh at at in seven the legend awesome yeah go check out his stuff and of course if you're looking for other content from robots radio robotsradio.net that's my other shows a bunch of other lorecasts and a bunch of other hosts doing awesome content so go check that out and thank you for tuning in we'll be back next week so have a wonderful week and we'll see you next time bye everybody Thanks for tuning in to the Mass Effect Lorecast. We'd love to hear your opinion and thoughts on the lore of Mass Effect. Reach out to us on Twitter at Mass Effect Cast or check out the Robots Radio Discord. Also, you can send us an email at MassEffectLorecast at gmail.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.